Hello humans and welcome back to my podcast, Life is Fair. Today is a very special episode because it's a documentary. Um, I have been working on this project for a very long time and now it's available. I hope you all enjoy this special episode of Life is Fair. There will be many more documentaries coming soon and I expect to do a um, presidential uh, um, presidential documentaries on many people. And now let's dive into this um, amazing, beautiful documentary of the probably the most influential president on economy, Bill Clinton. William Jefferson Clinton was born on August 19, 1946. Before Bill Clinton was born, his father died in a car crash. His mother and grandmother raised um, Bill Clinton, and they would often have arguments with each other about the way that they would raise Bill Clinton. In 1950, his mother married a car dealer named Roger Clinton, and Roger was an alcoholic and was a very abusive man and was a dark time in Bill's life. When Bill turned 15, his mother divorced the alcoholic only to quickly remarry him again. Throughout school, Bill had always had an interest in politics. He was also very interested in music and was very good at playing the saxophone. Bill, as a teen, also looked also liked attending church service and was of Baptist faith and mostly attended church to listen to the music he loved and he was a very respected young man. His high school principal played a huge role in Bill's life by giving him many opportunities. She went from, she had him go from Arkansas all the way to DC to serve as the one of two delegates to a group called Boys Nation. It was an imitation of a political convention sponsored by the American League. He was in D.C. where he met former President John F. Kennedy and got to shake his hand and John Kennedy did not know that he would be passing a torch along to Bill. Ever since Bill was a boy, his mother always told him he would someday be president. Her prophecy became true. In 1964, Bill Clinton proudly graduated from high school as, as a very well-educated young man. When he graduated, Bill left Arkansas and went to Georgetown University in D.C. and had a major in foreign affairs. He managed to cover his expenses through scholarships and many jobs. In his freshman and sophomore classes, he won the presidency. In his junior year, Clinton worked as a clerk for the United States Senate Foreign Relations Committee. Just after Bill's graduation from Georgetown, he won a prized Rhodes Scholarship to study at uh, Oxford University for two years. For many reasons, Bill's Oxford class would never amount to a degree. In 1970, Bill Clinton entered Yale Law School, which leads us into our next segment. In Yale, Bill met a girl named Hillary Rodham. In 1971, Hillary was one year ahead of Bill. They were in class together in political science when they first met. To Bill, she gave a sense of strength. He always wanted to talk to her, but could never get enough courage to approach her. He thought of her as a, di- as a very different um, person than all the rest of the girls he had met. One day, she and him were in the library, and she said to him, Well, you might as well talk to me if you're just going to continue to stare. Though, Those were his her exact words according to a speech he gave at the 2012 Democratic National Convention. In school, 
Their very brief introduction led them to instantly becoming good friends. They got married after college in 1975 and always have been good friends and is no different from when they were in college. He earned his degree from Yale in 1973. During this period, Bill worked on the Joe Duffy senatorial campaign in Connecticut. Toward the end of his studies, he managed to manage the Texas campaign of the Democratic presidential nominee, George McGovern. After graduating, Bill went to Arkansas with a job teaching law at the University of Arkansas. Whilst he was a teacher, he also immediately got into politics ran and ran for a seat in the United States House of Representatives. Although he lost the race, he made it to the closest race ever for incumbent John Paul. This then boosted Clinton's popularity, and two years after losing the race, Arkansas elected Bill as the Attorney General. In 1978, when Bill was only 32, he ran for governor of Arkansas and easily won the race, while being very popular for controversial issues. Bill underperformed as governor because he still had a lot to know and lost the re-election. These mishaps while governor made Bill learn what he could do better if he could, if he were to run again, which he did. While he was voted out and no longer governor, Bill went to work for the Little Rock Law Firm, where he spent most of his time um, no longer governor, campaigning for the gubernatorial race of 18, 1982. Voters decided to give Bill just one more chance as governor. When he was reelected, he did many things for Arkansas, and Arkansas greatly appreciated the things Bill did, and reelected him for two more terms, which now leads us into our next segment. Bill Clinton had a very long resume of many accomplishments as governor, attorney, and attorney general. Education and more things that he did at, at this he used as his advantage to make his name better known. He also emerged as one of the leading Democratic governors and made lots of reform in the Democratic Party and gave Democrats courage to stand up against Republicans and sort of ditch the party of tolerance. In 1986 and 1987, Bill also served as a chairman of the National Governor Association. Clinton always had a goal uh, to unify the very divided Democratic Party throughout his career. He not only wanted to unify the Democrats, but also wanted to give them political party strength. He did all these things by using his charm and great charisma to make them all have on the, be on the same page. Bill Clinton was a very different uh, type of Democrat. He was considered a new Democrat. He really shaped the Democratic Party and showed how the Democratic Party will act today. In 1998, Bill ruined his chances as president by giving a speech at the DNC for Michael Dukes and gave a long, boring speech about the economy, and he was so smart that he used this to its advantage by going on the Johnny Carson Tonight Show and showed off his saxophone skills and showed off his fun guide. This changed the views of people on Bill Clinton. And this now leads us into our next and, and probably last segment of Bill Clinton, the economic president. The Bill Clinton, the economic president is brought to you by the Parker Press and the student government. 
These are both organizations ran entirely by children, and now we will get straight back into Bill Clinton, the economic president. Hello, humans, and I hope you enjoyed the first part of Bill Clinton, the economic president. The second part of Bill Clinton, the economic president, will conclude it, and then I will finally release the entire version of Bill Clinton, the economic president. So, um, listen out for that, because it is all coming soon, and I hope you enjoyed this first part, alright?